0: Any advice you have for
1: someone just getting started as an entrepreneur? Uh, Well, you got to have the stomach for it, um, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And, um, you know, just to be brave.
0: Hey, John, look forward to hearing your story on the Fit Team show this morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, if you would, just tell us where you grew up, uh, where you're from, a little background about yourself. Uh, I actually grew up in Massachusetts. Uh,
1: my dad was a, a minister, so I'm a preacher's kid. And uh, we moved around a little bit, but uh, all within Massachusetts and uh, grew up, obviously, a huge Red Sox and Patriots fan and, and all that. Um, sports has been a big part of my life the whole time. So obviously the uh Red Sox and Patriots have been good as of lately lately when I was growing up they they stunk uh mm-hmm. but I stayed with them even after uh I moved away and i' you know basically uh, been living elsewhere my entire adult life, but always have been a, a diehard fan and it's it's been uh it's been a good uh fifteen or twenty years the last few and of course, my two sons are uh they don't know what it's like to lose, uh, you know, as a Boston fan. So they're they're happy every year, it seems.
0: <laughs> what uh, what kind of uh, hobbies and what was your background growing up? What'd you like to do? Again, really all sports. I you know,
1: basketball. Uh, even when I was a little kid, I golf. I uh, got into golf when I was about five years old. My dad was a scratch handicap, so that was you know kind of a natural for me. And I'd go out and caddy for him, and then picked up the game myself and. Um, But yeah, pretty much basketball and golf and baseball uh, growing up. What was your favorite? You know, at the time it was probably basketball, but at six feet tall, I knew, you know, I played in high school, but I knew after high school that was pretty much going to be it, being vertically challenged. So, um, you know, I was a good enough uh, shooting guard, but that was probably going to be where it was, where it ended. (laughs)
0: So after high school, what was next for you?
1: Uh, Well, I went out to, I did play uh, out in Ohio for two years, um, soccer and golf, and then, uh, but then I transferred to Johns Hopkins after my sophomore year in Baltimore, and, um, you know, it was uh, a little bit more of a financial hit, so I started working in a restaurant and uh, in the area and to kind of pay my way through Johns Hopkins, and so sports kind of had to take a back seat for a few years for me, and that was was really the end of my quote-unquote sports career. Mm Mm-hmm. No, until I got into it as from a business standpoint right
0: so after so what was came next for you
1: uh, really um, uh, just, I was working in the restaurant business mm-hmm. and I also had a job on Capitol Hill believe it or not and uh, I was a poli-sci major at Hopkins so that was kind of the path, but uh, ironically, as we sit here now with everything that's going on in Washington, probably a good move that uh, <laughs> I didn't continue with that path, but it just wasn't, you know, I just kind of after doing, and that's the really the point of internships, I think, is mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, see what you like, see what's a good fit, and, right. and uh, so I just didn't feel it, and um, I was making very good money and, uh, as a bartender and paying my way through school, and uh, ironically, I, I kept doing it after I graduated, and um, had a couple short gigs with ad agencies in town. I was doing a lot of advertising studies in in college, as well, and you know I kind of like that. And um, believe it or not, one of my customers in the in the bar worked for the Washington Bullets in the old Capital Center in Landover, Maryland, and. She knew that there was a spot um, with a brand new fledgling indoor lacrosse league. Um, and I didn't play at Hopkins, but I knew about the sport. So I got the job and um, that kind of away we went. And so 35 years later, here I am still So in the you business. never played
0: lacrosse, but you knew the sport well. The yeah, team. Okay. yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I knew a lot of guys on the team and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I understood the sport. So it was kind of easier to sell it. Um, We were just selling season tickets. Um, Myself and one other uh, guy, Lee Corrigan, who ended up being my business partner years later, he now owns the Corrigan Sports in Baltimore. And uh, he actually played lacrosse at Maryland. So we were kind of the two amigos selling this brand new team. And we got 10,000 fans at the first game. And I think we had, I don't know how many season ticket holders um, but it it was you know successful so that that kind of uh, springboarded both of us into sports marketing careers after that. So after that, what was the next step? That well, I th- you know we did that for I, I that kind of morphed into both of us becoming group sales representatives. So we we just sold. You know this is this was back before the internet. Is mm-hmm. how old we are. Um, but um, you know we sold group tickets any way we could, we'd put flyers in restaurants, we'd put flyers in sports shops, uh, you name it, um, as well as dealing with companies in the Washington area to come mm-hmm. out to the to the events, and it was a wide range of events, it wasn't just the, you know, it was actually the Capitals, and, and then Bullets, now Wizards, um, but everything else that went on in the building, so it was ice capades, and concerts, and um, truck pulls, you know, mm-hmm. anything that came into the building, we sold so it was really good experience because we've got to deal with a wide variety of customers. Um, so I probably did that for you know, I don't know probably four or five years, and then that morphed into a sponsorship opportunity with within the same organization, and and I became the director of event sponsorship. So anytime and it's a tour or an event came through or Georgetown basketball or anything that we had in the building um, that needed sponsorship boost. Um, that was kind of my my bailiwick, so that's really how I got into into sponsorships at that point. So
0: after the group sales got into sponsorships, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and
1: and it was, uh, you know, I had great mentors. Um, my my boss on the sponsorship side uh, sold the naming rights to the building. Uh, it was then called the U.S. Air Arena, if you remember that, and um, that was really one of the first building naming rights deals that was done for. You know kind of a seven figure high dollar mm-hmm. deal um and now of course everything has naming rights on right it. um including the 15 marathon
0: so, right right yeah. so after the uh the selling the um the sponsorships what was next for you
1: well i um you know i was probably in my early 30s at that point and uh, I left to, uh, I, you know, we were uh, working on some various things with the University of Maryland, and uh, Lee was actually uh, working over there running their radio network. And uh, after a point in time, we both said, you know, hey, let's start our own company. Uh, so we started a company in, in the Baltimore area. Um, and being from a golf background, my dream was always, you know, back to when I was a little kid, uh, you know, I used to build putt-putt courses on the sandbar and the beach, and, you know, I was always into um, golf from a really young age, and including playing it, but but really anything I could do in the business, and I literally just cold called the PGA Tour and said, hey, you don't have a senior tour event in the Mid-Atlantic, um, how come? And they told me, you know, well, you need this, that you need a sponsor, you need a golf course, you need a charity, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So Lee and I went out and did it, and we got State Farm as our title sponsor. There's a whole lot of things that transpired in between mm-hmm. then. We ran a, a uh, kind of a off-tour, two-day event with Toyota, um, but then we started the State Farm Senior Classic on the senior tour, and um, did that for a number of years. Um, then I went to work for Peter Jacobson Productions, and I ran the CBS Charity Classic up in Rhode Island for six or seven mm-hmm. years, I guess. Um, and that was a great experience, great to work with Peter and his group and, um, got into development more. I was the VP of development there and, um, you know, working with CBS, fortune 50 company, um, great golf tournament, still is a great event. Um, and I met Ken Kennerly along the way and, um, now working with him on
0: k K2 road sports. Awesome. Um, so before K two, did you do some uh, races before that? Or?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, after uh, after I uh, left Peter Jacobson, I started uh, my own company in New England, and uh, didn't really, int- honestly, did not intend to get into the racing business. I was not much of a runner. I mm-hmm. um, you know I could run, but I wasn't <laughs> a distance runner for sure, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just kind of fell into it. But I had some sponsors that were interested in it. Uh, we I've sold and, and managed some triathlons along the way, um, but really it's it's kind of been mostly marathons and, mm-hmm. and that business and and when the opportunity came up to get involved with the Palm Beach Marathon, I, I jumped at that.
0: So your whole life has basically been sports and. Uh, why did you choose sports? Is that just something because you grew up with it, or that's where your passion is? Or?
1: Yeah, my, you know, my dad, he, he he wasn't your typical minister. Maybe he was, uh, you know, he was a big golfer and a sports mm-hmm. fan, and um, he he actually grew up in Ohio. And um, my grandfather was uh, an Ohio State alum. My grandmother was an Ohio State alum, and you know, I just kind of grew up with that Buckeyes big mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. sports um, fandom and mentality and. Uh, and then, obviously, growing up in New England, I had the, 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 the professional side of it, too. And I just loved it. And I, you know, I always, um, you know, just when it, whenever I had free time, when I wasn't working at school, it was always out in the driveway shooting hoops or, mm-hmm. you know, going to the golf course, um, playing baseball with my friends, you know, whatever. It was always sports-related for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So being an entrepreneur in sports or entrepreneur doing anything, it's obviously there's uh, some challenges, some struggles you have to overcome. What's some of the toughest experiences that you'd want to share? Uh, being an entrepreneur.
1: Uh, well, the event business is, is difficult in that you have to be able to adapt, and you know you get you get things tossed at you that there's just no way to plan for them. You know, especially with outdoor events like golf Mm -hmm. or running uh, for that matter, weather is always a factor. I could, I could give you 10 stories about weather situations that, you know, you can have your rain plan or your, you know, whatever it is, but depending on a you know, a million factors, things Mm -hmm. can happen. We had a situation here a few years ago, the first year that we took over the marathon with the King tides Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we are part of our race course was getting flooded every day. And so we had to come up with some alternatives. I think we ended up certifying about five different routes for all kinds of different scenarios. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just a lot of that. When I was in the golf business, we got hit with, um, some construction issues that, that, uh, messed with our TV compound. And we were scrambling at the last minute to, um, you know, to, to overcome that. Um, and, and when you're spending what you spend, uh, to produce a live broadcast on, on the golf channel, Mm -hmm. you can imagine Mm -hmm. it's pretty important to the customer. So, um, you know, it's just crazy stuff that happens. And so in, in, in the event business, you know, I, if the struggles are just that you got, you've got to be prepared mentally to not only fix them, but kind of keep everyone's Mm -hmm. panic level
0: (laughs) to, to a minimum. Right, so two years ago, the Fit Team uh, Palm Beach's Marathon. The, for people that don't know what King Tide is uh, and how the, cha- the course was changed, talk a little bit more about that because a lot of people experience that. And-
1: yeah, so that, that year we were running over the bridge from West Palm Beach into, into pa- the town mm-hmm. of Palm Beach, and that whole stretch of the course, which is not long, but you know, with a marathon, every mile matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just getting flooded every day, so we were out there analyzing it for weeks. With and because you have not only have the king tides but you have the full moon to consider and you have just have the normal tide chart, and so we were out there filming and timing and uh, testing and not to mention they were also putting in a new path that was part of the course. Mm-hmm. construction was was happening, so it was uh, it was a little hair raising, but uh, at the end of the day we we we, we were pretty we did end up adjusting the course a little and adjusting the time we started the race a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um than what people had been planning on but we wanted to get everybody through before the flooding started and we made it through with probably half an hour to spare so in in the end it was the right uh, move to make um but yeah it was just a curveball that you know i think we started you know looking at it you know probably 45 days before the race mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was definitely a concern right up until the day of.
0: So uh, this year, December 8th, is uh, obviously the marathon event this year. Yep. Anything you want to uh, share about the course or some changes?
1: Yeah, well it's, um, we made the decision to, uh, I'm oversimplifying it, but we made the decision to make the marathon kind of two loops of the half is probably the best way to describe it. And that really was to, um, you know, we, we have, um, you know, the, the marathon, believe it or not, is not the, the most attended, obviously, because mm-hmm. not that many folks can run a full distance. So, you know, with the stretched out course, uh, it can get a little lonely out there. So we wanted to kind of condense the crowd um, enthusiasm and, you know, have more water stops. So it, like when you when you have that double loop, especially when it's as beautiful as, as the, the shoreline is in, in West Palm, um, there's no harm in running that that area twice and the reaction to the change has been phenomenal uh everybody's liked it um you know we're still you know making plans and and seeing how everything will come out on race day but we're really excited about the the new the new course and
0: then december 6th the 5k and 10k
1: yeah 5k 10 we moved the 10k from sunday morning to friday night um and it's a glow run um it's uh the night after uh i believe they light up the sandy tree which is a a kind of a local Mm -hmm. favorite thing here in west palm um and the the course is is tree lined and there's holiday lights up and down the course it's really a beautiful Mm -hmm. run um and we gave the the folks the opportunity to run a race friday night and then again on sunday morning so Mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of folks um do the uh, 5k or the 10k friday night and then Uh, Most of them doing the half on Sunday, not too many, doing the race on Friday and then doing the full. But um, it's a way to kind of uh, spread out the weekend and really get the enthusiasm going throughout the weekend.
0: Who's some people throughout your life um, that have helped you um, get to where you're at today? Like some people that, you know, maybe some mentors or coaches or some team?
1: Yeah, so... um you know, lots of my professors uh, in, in high school and, and college, uh, you know, come to mind, just, uh, you know, you learn a lot from from various ones. And my dad, you know, obviously my dad was uh, a huge influence in, in how I got into sports. He coached me, um, you know, was always really supportive of what I did and, and, you know, couldn't have been more proud when I got into the golf business. Um, you know, when I, I grew up, I, I got to meet, in essence, all of my childhood idols in sports. I met John Havlicek, and, and then as I got into the business, I got to meet, they weren't necessarily my idols, but, I, you know, I've worked with Terry Bradshaw and Jim Palmer and Cal Ripken, and then in the, in really more in the golf business, just getting to meet and work with Arnold Palmer a few times. Um, and Jack Nicholas, uh, you know, of course my dad being from Columbus, that was a huge thrill for him. Not that, that I got to meet him. So, um, you know, that's just been, uh, that was great. And, and, you know, mentors at the capital center early on that really taught me how to sell. I didn't, you know, I didn't, the, mm-hmm. you know, the training back then was so different. We didn't have the emails. We didn't have, it was still fax machines and everything on paper. So, um, you know, you had to work the phones, you had to learn how to, uh, deal with all kinds of different folks. And I had some great teachers at, at center management and as well as, um, Peter Jacobson along the way. So
0: what's, um, any advice you have for someone get just getting started as an entrepreneur? Uh,
1: well, you gotta have the stomach for it. Um, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and, um, you know just to be brave and and go out there if you believe in your idea that's number one if you believe in it then you can help uh, you know expose that to, to other people and um, you know I mentioned my internships uh, but I think that leads to an entrepreneurship too um, but internships are critical um, as you're you know going through college or even after college you know I advise uh, you know, recent graduates that, like, just don't jump in just to, you know, to make some money in a Mm -hmm. field that you don't want to be in, you know, make some money, you know, at a restaurant or doing some sort of job because you have, everybody has to have have some money. But but Mm -hmm. to do internships in your field of uh, study or, or what you're interested in getting into, I think that's number one. And I think you really have to have a knowledge of the product or what you're, you know, you can't be an entrepreneur and just kind of go in blind. You you really got to know the the deal and the product for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to mention about the fifteen Palm Beaches Marathon weekend, the sixth through the eighth uh, of December? Well, in just a couple uh, of weeks away.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this you know, every year we change it up a little bit to uh, you know to whether it's to increase the excitement or the you know things that maybe didn't work so well the you know, years prior and so. Um, you know, the, we've had the expo this year. It's in an, another new place. We've had it in a different place each year, and we're just we're trying to get to perfection. You always are in the event business, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're excited about that. I think it's going incre- to increase the energy of of um, having everybody kind of in one location at the the race finish and as well and and have them be comfortable with that area because they're going to go there for the expo on friday and saturday it's all at the meyer amphitheater um yeah and really um you know for the runners themselves a lot of it's about the race course so that change is is huge um you know we do get a lot of runners that that you know they're concerned about the medal and the t-shirt and those things Mm -hmm. too and we're always you know trying to make those great but but it really is when it boils down to it it's about the course Mm -hmm. and the organization and you know just you know you're always trying to strive for perfection Mm -hmm. in that business for sure
0: any last words on something that you want to share that people maybe don't know about you or
1: yeah i I guess um just my longevity in in the business says Mm -hmm. it all i mean Mm -hmm. if you love something as i love sports i've never um gotten out of it you know 35 Mm -hmm. years hearing them and and really without studying it quote unquote Mm -hmm. uh, as a back in my day there really weren't sports marketing Mm -hmm. majors if you will Uh, there were a couple schools I think Ohio University and a few other schools that had it but it was really uh, and now it's you know of course it's everywhere but um, I guess my advice to all of those folks that are in that just to do an internship and get into it and and be patient, be passionate, um, work hard. Um, you know, it, it it took me just like it takes a lot of people. It took me a number of years to really get my footing, but then once I had it, mm-hmm. I've been able to to grow two businesses now from you know literally bootstrapping them you know from zero, as well as work for other people. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's that it's a good combination uh, for folks to have, and and um, you know. Uh, I don't think too many people work for one company for 35 years anymore. Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, I've had three or four different kind of gigs, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, uh, it, it just shows if you do what you love, you're going to stay with it and be successful.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure. Thank you.